Think big. Think positive. Never show any sign of weakness. Always go for the throat. Buy low, sell high. Fear, that's the other guy's problem. Nothing you have ever experienced can prepare you for the unbridled carnage you're about to witness. Right. Super Bowl, the World Series, they don't know what pressure is. In this building, it's either kill or be killed. You make no friends in the pits and you take no prisoners. One minute, you're up half a million in soybeans, and the next, boom. Your kids don't go to college and they've repossessed your Bentley. Are you with me? Hello and welcome to Turner's Take Podcast. I'm your host, Craig Turner, author of Turner's Take Newsletter and commodity broker here at Stonex. I specialize in grains and oil seeds, but the desk right behind me is our uh, commercial energy team. Guys right in front of me, um, ex- the experts in dairy. I even got the OTC desk right around the corner. Uh, if you have any questions about uh, what I do here or what uh, we do in our group, you can give me a call at 312-706-7610. Uh, or email me at craig.turner at stonex.com. If you're a client, you want to talk about anything uh, on this podcast and the newsletter, or if you need to do anything for your account, you can also call my cell or give me a text. Um, you should have that number. Uh, if you like the podcast, please give us a positive review on iTunes. Uh, you can also check out the newsletter. Um, I'll have details about that in the show notes. Um, and yeah, if uh also, for our, you know, our uh, our clients here who are hedgers, we offer consulting services. And you know, for anyone, whether you're a hedger on the buy side or sell side, or you're a specu- or a speculator, we also offer futures and options and OTC and structured products. So let's get into it here. Um, we're going to talk about the macro markets, then energy, and then I want to get into the grain markets and not just talk about grains, but also some of the strategies we're, we're doing uh, and our thoughts on new crop after the, the last WASDE market um, or the last WASDE report. So on the macro side, what's been interesting here going on is just, uh, you know, the economic numbers coming in have been mixed. And But one thing that's for certain is, you know, employment has been strong. Unemployment has been low before 4%. We, the economy is adding jobs, yet we're hearing a lot about layoff. And it's mostly tech layoffs. So I th- I think what's happening here on the tech side is, listen, we had the pandemic happen early 2020 uh, and the economy changed. You know, basically we shut down and a lot of these tech companies, a lot of consumer preferences sh- shifted to online and we had Zoom and working from home and a lot of commerce was done online and streaming services and you know tech had a big growth and now that not only is the economy kind of slowed down a little bit but consumer preferences tastes and patterns have changed and we're going back trending more to the pre-pandemic so we're seeing a lot of layoffs in the tech sector because of that um so at the same time the jobs report has been very strong. So I'm interested to see what the economists start saying about that. Um, you know, uh, we have our economists here. There's some economists at the big banks and research firms. It'll be interesting to, it'll be interesting to hear what they say about that because if for the Fed to keep interest rates high or even you know, continue to raise them, they'll need a strong job market to do that. And my question is how strong is the job market? Um, if you're gonna have to keep on having like these layoffs across a lot of the technology sector. So we'll see what happens. It still sounds like from the latest economic reports in the last Fed meeting that, you know, we'll have a soft landing 
Interest rates will stay high for a while. Inflation is high, but starting to come under control. And then by the second half of the year, inflation, in theory, real, you know, should be below 4%, and the economy will start growing, and um, things would have turned around. That is the latest economic projections, not just from the Fed, but also the IMF um, and a lot of economists out there. That seems to be the consensus. We'll see if that happens, but that's where we are macro-wise. Um, on the energy side, we just had this morning Russia talk about making a cut of 500,000 barrels per day. Um, I'm not surprised when we get to the low 70s in crude. You know, OPEC and Russia don't like that. Um, it almost seems there's some very strong support, my opinion, in the low 70s for crude oil. Seems to be a buying opportunity every time you get there, whether you're on the spec side of this. Or you have energy exposure, which a lot of farmers and food and beverage companies, you know, we work with do and manufacturing companies do, right? So that low 70 area uh, seems to be a, a very strong support level. Also, when we get into low 70s, supposedly that is when the administration here is, is buying crude oil to uh, basically stock up the, the SPR again, the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. So, two th so there's really two reasons why there should be strong support. So when crude jumps down into the 70s, as long as the United States is buying for the strategic reserves and someone in OPEC is taught either cutting production like Russia is talking about today, or if OPEC is just having a meeting to talk about it, it seems to be a boost here. Um, it seems like crude's a buy. Now, if we take a look at... You know, if we trust the economic analysis, you know, from a lot of the banks and uh, economists uh, in the industry, you would think energy prices would start rising this spring and summer uh, and then into the end of the year as the economy starts to uh, starts to improve. So I'm looking at June and July call spreads. I'm looking at December 23 call spreads. I'm even looking at, let's say, like June versus these future spreads or July versus these. And then, you know, if, you know, to basically kind of have a play going forward. And I and I do like those. Um, they are limited risk ways to, to play an increase in energy costs. And depending on your operation or your taste for risk from the speculative side, you know, there are strategies out there that we can come up with, um, you know, the uh, and that's just going to be dependent on is, is this going to be a straight hedge? For uh, for higher energy costs, or it's just going to be a little bit more of a more of a spec play, but um, whether we use options or future spreads, but that is something that if you have interest in, please give me a call. I do think we're going to be higher in crude in the next uh, in the second half of this year. Um, it could even start the spring and summer, uh, as you know, on just from a seasonal perspective, and then into a economic growth perspective. So um, that is something that I'm fairly bullish on here. It's almost, uh, in my mind, it's almost a matter of time. Um, and then, you know, finally on the on the grain and oil seed side, listen, we had a, a webinar a couple of weeks ago on OTC for farmers. Uh, if you are a farmer and you're a client here um, or you're interested in being a client, I the OTC and structured products, and a lot of you have probably heard of them from accumulators, there are some 
of these products out there that are very beneficial to farmers. I do think if you don't understand the products or if the person offering them doesn't 100% understand them, it can get you into trouble, just like how futures and options can get you into trouble. But there are some very good beneficial products out there for, for farmers to use an OTC accumulator in 2023 and 2024 that would A, get you a price higher than where the market is right now. B, has a double up that, you know, we can, that we can deal with um, if we're using a low percentage of your crop. Um, and also, if, even, if you have an actual OTC account with, with StoneX here or with me, you know, you can actually get out of these things if we have a drought or buy swaps and options against the accumulator to basically get it, for lack of a better term, delta neutral. And C, have a knockout that isn't a true knockout. It's actually a guaranteed quantity knockout. So if we did fall, you know, like a dollar, you know, a dollar lower in corn or a dollar fifty lower in soybeans, you wouldn't be knocked out of the product. You'd actually get the guaranteed quantity from where the futures are right now. So for you know, I don't want to get too far into this. I'd rather have you have a conversation about it or have you come to the webinar and we'll be doing another one soon. But for anyone who has experience in accumulators and had a bad experience because either the double up and you couldn't get out of it or hedge against it, or B, you got knocked out and it shut off without you getting your full quantity, there are products out there that do allow you to get that full quantity no matter what. And if you have your OTC account house here, you, that also means you have a swaps account and you can counterbalance you know, some of the double up risk in there, like directly in the account. Again, um, I think everyone should come to the webinar, but one of the biggest benefits of me working with StoneX over the past two years is I really understand these OTC products now. And I'm willing to bet I understand them to pretty much anyone you'll talk to in the industry about them. So there are some good ones out there. There are some ones of our farmer I wouldn't touch with a 10-foot pole. Um, and I'm happy to talk to anyone about it regardless. Listen, if you're just a futures and options client here and you want to talk about some OTC product your local, someone in your local area is, you know, using for grain origination, I'm happy to tell you, you know, what's good and bad. Um, you know, we do consulting here, you know, also, um, you know, where we help consult with, you know, cash price and marketing. If you are ECP qualified, meaning that you have your true hedger, which most farmers are, actually all farmers are, and you can show a million dollars in assets, um, you can be ECP qualified and you can have your OTC account directly here, which means you don't have to use your bushels to pledge. You know, you don't have to pledge your bushels to get into these things while the for a grain origination program you usually would because that's what is being used as collateral for margin. And two, you have control over your basis if you use it. If you have the account here directly with StoneX, your own OTC account. Now, you do have margin requirements, but you'd have margin requirements in the futures market. Um, but the, you know, but the beauty is, is if you do, if you do use that product here, you still have full control over your grain, right? It's not, it's not locked in somewhere and you have full control over your basis. And because you do have an OTC, you would have an OTC account here. 
You could also, not only are you getting assigned swaps on an accumulator, you can actually buy swaps in your account to offset. So if we do ever think there's going to be some kind of a drought, you can always buy a lookalike option or buy some swaps in the account just to offset some of the risk on a double up like during the summer. But I don't think that's going to happen this year. I think corn could be five. I think corn with 92 million acres this year in these 23 could be low fives, high fours. And I think two years of 90 plus million acres, 94, DS 94. I'm sorry, DS um, 24. December 24 corn, you know, could be in the low fours. And there are some products here now on the OTC market. If you are ECP qualified, it could be very beneficial for like 5, 10, 15, up to 20% of your crop that you can actually hedge here at Stonox in structured products. Be able to get out of these things if you ever want to, so you're not locked in. Still have control over your grain and where, when and when you're going to sell it and still have control over there are some very powerful tools here that now exist you can come to the webinar you can talk to me about it if you are not ecp qualified and still want to use these products locally in your area you can still use us as consultants if you have a futures and options account here or if you're consulting agreement with us and um it is something you hear talk about it is definitely part of a marketing program now um whether that be uh cash sales, futures and options, or these OTC structured products, which is, I think, out, a lot of farmers will, and, you know, you'll notice that any kind of elevator that offers a product that isn't just futures and options um, is usually in the OTC, in the OTC market. I'm happy to explain it to anyone. Um, if I'm a farmer, I am seriously considering these things for these 23 and these 24. Um, and just because when you look at the balance sheets at 90 plus million acres and trend line yield, we could have a carryout of 2 billion in 2023 at the end of the year, which means we've adequate stocks and we can be north of 2 billion the next year. Um, just with average yields and and expected acres that aren't too far off from anything. And it doesn't matter what the input costs are. I mean, the, the market's going to be the, the market um, because South America and the Black Sea in Europe will continue to produce too. And with natural gas prices lower, we are going to see lower fertilizer prices coming. They may have been high priced in the fall and early, you know, or now, but those will continue to come down. So listen, if you're if you're a farmer, if you're ECP qualified, it means you have assets of a million dollars or more. Um, and you're interested in some of these things, even if you had a bad experience in the past. Talk to me. The 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 these things are, these products can be extremely beneficial if you really understand what they do, which ones are more of, I don't know. Some of them are just, I, I got to be careful what I say, but I, some of them are very beneficial for the farmer and some of them are not. And I'm happy to have a conversation about my, my, my thoughts on that with anyone who wants to talk about it. Um, on the buy side, if you know, for our food and beverage and manufacturing customers who are listening to this, um, again, what I've been saying is the the risk is an old crop, just in case we get something strange happening in the market, whether that be South America with continued drought or whether that be um, 
something funny goes on in the Black Sea or some kind of escalation or, I mean, right now the weather patterns are showing things improving in North America this spring and summer, but, you know, predicting the weather is difficult as we all know. And even just going two weeks out uh, seems to be a crapshoot. But just the way the long-term weather patterns are going, it does look like it's improving. So if I'm on the buy side, my real concern is what's going on with old crop because we're still tight and just securing all the coverage you can between now and harvest. And if you want to wait, see if prices come down, odds are they do. So if I'm working with food and beverage company or if I'm working with a manufacturing company and we have, you know, and, you know, we need to buy some of these raw materials, especially something on the oil seed side and corn, you can let those come down on the I think, in my personal opinion, I mean, we'll still get some coverage out there, but we don't have to get heavy. On the wheat side, we're going to be tight in wheat for another year. So, you know, and as oil seeds, because canola and soybeans likely break and corn likely breaks, uh, if there's no, you know, look with just any kind of like an average yield in the acres we're thinking here. Wheat's still tight for another year, only because, you know, the wheat market Ukraine impacts the wheat market more than corn and soybeans and canola. So um, soft red winter wheat probably builds because we have that increase in acres. Soft red wheat will do the worst against the major wheat contracts. Kansas City wheat still has um, dryness out west, so that could lessen the yields. And then with spring wheat, we're tight, and it's hard to see an expansion in stocks, I don't think we're adding on acres and, you know, the black, you know, the, the high protein wheat maybe stays like the same stock levels for a while. While the growth really in stock levels is more likely to happen in soft red winter wheat. So lower protein wheat probably gets cheaper. Those spreads widen out. And Minneapolis wheat probably stays the strongest along with Kansas City just depending on what happens with uh, the weather in the western part of the, the belt and the plains there where a lot of that Kansas City wheat is grown. So we'll see. But when I take a look at the balance sheets, wheat stays tighter. It does increase a little bit, but the soybean ending stocks can go from like 240 to over 400 this with new crop. Corn could go to 2 billion. And so, you know, and canola also can go from a carryout to 1.5 million metric tons, which is you know which is adequate you know it's not tight it's not burdensome you know it's kind of like you know for for the, those of you who are not familiar with canola it's kind of like a 400 million soybean carryout or like a 1.8 corn carryout you know 1.5 million metric tons in canola it's just that line where you're not you know you're not too burdensome where you're gonna you know put prices in the basement but there's no tightness like anyone who needs canola for crush or for exports will be able to get it right um so that's what these markets are looking like here. So just to give a recap, A, energy costs. Starting this, let's say, late spring, early summer, out to de December 23, my concern is prices are going higher. If you're a speculator or you have real energy, you know, energy, you know, cost risk, um, which most people listening to this podcast do, I would start to look at hedges for energy between the summer and then the 2023. And we can do that in the future spreads, we can do that in the options um, and option spreads. Number two, for farmers, if you can, if you qualify as ECP, Stonex is one of 
the few firms out there that actually has its own OTC desk and can offer these products direct to the farmer, it is going to be a huge part of marketing going forward. They are a little bit more complicated in futures and options, yet they, for the right type of product, um, could have, really could have some very big benefits. I would say the wrong type of product can be almost, can be detrimental, and it's going to be important to have someone there to explain to you exactly what these things do. That's why we're starting to kick off these webinars the way they are. I spent the last two years learning about them. Took, it took me a while to figure out what was good, what was bad. I am happy to talk to any farmer out there that wants to know about it. Same thing on the corporate side. We don't have to be as aggressive with the food and beverage and the manufacturing side because I just think a lot of these pr products, I just think a lot of these commodities are coming down on the grain and oil seed side. Usually only last prices last as high for two years and then eventually revert back to the mean. So for farmers, especially on corn, 2023 and 2024 accumulators, contact me. We can talk about them. We'll figure out a way if we can get you an OTC account here. If not, I'm happy to give advice on what you should be doing locally. Um, and then on the soybean side, we're if you know we're it's going to be a little bit tighter. The risk is that we eventually go down to twelve to eleven dollars. Um, and we can talk about it if you want on the canola side. 700 is in the cards on the board if we get 20 million acres and you know somewhere around a ton per acre yield which isn't out of the question um and the wheat eventually stays high so if you're a consumer of these commodities your risk is an old crop just in case some kind of wild card comes out and we get you know a dollar rally in corn or two bucks in soybeans because of some like curveball and you should be using just some options to protect against those prices and getting as much coverage physically as you can. For the producers out there of commodities, farmers, corn is your biggest risk and then soybeans and canola kind of tied for number two. Wheat, I'm not so worried about. And I think there's a lot of opportunity out there in the corn market, whether we're using futures and options or the OTC markets um, to, start, to start hedging. Um, and if you have any questions about that, please give me a call. Um, finally, on and honestly, on the spec side, if you're a spec trader and you listen to this, the short side of corn alongside of you know crude is where I'd want to be right now. So give me, uh, give me if you have any questions, give me a call. Again, my number is 312-706-7610. Uh, my email is craig.turner at stonex.com. Hope everyone has a great week. Um, and uh, for you know anything in you know, crude, canola, soybeans, corn are, uh, are really my hot topics right now. I'm happy to talk to you about that. So have a great week. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you all soon. This material is conveyed as a solicitation for entering into a derivatives transaction. This material has been prepared by a Daniel Trading broker who provides research market commentary and trade recommendations as part of his or her solicitation for accounts and solicitation for trades. Daniel's Trading, its principals, brokers, and employees may trade in derivatives for their own accounts or for the accounts of others. Due to various factors such as risk tolerance, margin requirements, trading objectives, short-term versus long-term strategies, technical versus fundamental market analysis, 
business and other factors, such trading may result in the initiation or liquidation of positions that are different from or contrary to the opinions and recommendations contained therein. Past performance is not necessarily indicative of future performance. The risk of loss in trading futures contracts or commodity options can be substantial, and therefore, investors should understand the risks involved in taking leveraged positions and must assume responsibility for the risks associated with such investments and for their results. You should carefully consider whether such trading is suitable for you in light of your circumstances and financial resources. You should read the risk disclosure accessed at www.danielstrading.com. Daniel's Trading is not affiliated with, nor does it endorse any trading system, newsletter, or similar service. Daniel's Trading does not guarantee or verify any performance claims made by such systems or services.